Hello and welcome into week six of the podcast. I'm your host, Matt Matera. We'll be welcoming in the late, great Dylan Lockman in one second. He's only late in the sense of not on time. Of course, he's still with us, healthy, doing great, living his best life. Um, we're going to talk football, see what other topics we get into as well. Without further ado, let's kick this off. Welcome. Football pod. Your host, Matthew Matera. Football in the States is my specialty. That's how we did this show. Right. Tampa Bay is an excellent, excellent football team. You ready to let the dogs out? You think it's so funny, huh? Funny how? I'm really trying to sort of keep it together and be like cool about this. They kick the ball off to you, you get the ball. You run with the ball, they tackle you. A lot has been made about the great running backs, the New York Giants. So many good things have been happening. Let us begin. Welcome, Dylan. How are you? Hey, man. How's it how going? You doing? Good. How are you? Well, I can fully visualize the uh, the audio setup Dom was describing. There you go. There you go. We're uh, we're we're looking good for season two. Yeah, sound looking good, sounding good. So, uh, are you excited about? Our our game tonight, or the game tonight, the Bills Tennessee game. When you say the game, you're talking about our matchup, right? Not not the yeah. National Football League game, of course, of course. Yeah, um, riding on tonight's game. It's it's you know the projections are pretty tight. Yeah, I hate to be the one that has the. I I, I always prefer to be the one that has the points than the one that is projected to get the points. But it's it has a dead even with with three players for me to go tonight. I mean, you know the expression, right? A bird in hand is better than two in the bush. So. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I love uh, Josh Allen. Like, I'll, I'm, I'm, I'm just loving having him on my team, and he's he's always good for a couple touchdowns in the first half. The issue is sometimes yeah. they get up big and he just stops, stops throwing, and and they're like, no more run plays for you. We don't want you to get hurt in a game where we're already up three touchdowns. Like, and so I'm really worried about that scenario. We're running a diversified strategy, though. I mean, anytime there's a snap, you have the opportunity to earn <laughs> points. This game, I mean, because the Buffalo defense, the vertical game, you have the ground game, and you have the defense. That's 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 yeah. strong coverage. Yeah. So if it's a reception, if it's a run for the Bills, or if there's something goes wrong with the Tennessee offense, because I have the what Buffalo I'm, defense. What I'm looking for is like one of those random like pitch plays just to a wide receiver that just gets just breaks it. <laughs> that's like that's like I'm praying for that's the scoring play the entire game. Like it's a very you... it's very very small. So like I can't have no defensive touchdowns. Right? I was gonna say that's... yeah, you're not even protected against like a return touchdown or defensive no. touchdown. Nothing. No man, you're running a diversified strategy uh, tonight only because it's three on the same team. <laughs> it's uh it's diversified in a way that um. You know, it's only betting on one diversified, yeah. yeah. In the way that only betting on one asset class is diversified. Like I only have the bills. So if the bills <laughs> get like blown out tonight, it's my diversification strategy is not going to work so much. I have a lot of systemic risk. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I'm excited though. I think Tennessee can be tough. I mean, if Henry gets going, um, they can score a lot of points too. And and they keep the ball away from you too. If they run the ball and uh, a lot, uh keep getting first downs in the running game, it takes a ton of time off the clock. Like what? How many yards? I'm gonna run a quick little Google search right now. Like Derrick Henry. Yeah. On um, how many yards? I like keep. I want to say he put like 
253 or something on on the Seahawks. Derek, okay, I, I overstated it. It was more the fact that he had three touchdowns, three touchdowns on 182 yards. Pretty good. Single-handedly brought them back. Yeah, Ryan Tannehill, zero touchdowns. Well, good thing you don't have a uh, good thing you don't have Derek Henry. <laughs> <laughs> but he could keep the ball away from from Josh Allen and really uh, kill my uh, Buffalo defense as far as yards and scoring. I think, so I think Derrick Henry would have been my number one. I know, like it's easy to say, like like I'm Biff in what in a, <laughs> <laughs> well, like oh, if only I had the almanac, like you know, this is how I draft. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, Derrick Henry was my if I had a more preferable slot, um, I would have gone Derrick Henry uh, as as my number one. I, I could see that totally. I mean, I would have taken more of a Kamara at this point. I think Henry went fourth. I had, I had the third pick and took Kamara. Um, and certainly over, I don't know, Zeke looks pretty good. Uh, he doesn't really get the, I, I don't know. He, he kind of gets overlooked, but Cowboys are really good. I don't, um, I don't know if I would have taken him over. Him a run yesterday. Yeah, certainly over Saquon. I mean, obviously he's hurt. Um that's yeah. two seasons in a row, right? Like, oh yeah, Saquon. Yeah. Oh, I know. It's just so it's so demoralizing as a Giants fan. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, as a Patriots fan, you're really kind of learning to live with kind of like a, a bad Mediocrity. team for the first time. Yeah, at least you have I, this great great quarterback. Yeah, I, I we think we think we hope. I don't know. I mean, hope. It's it's been interesting to see a couple of the rookie QBs just come into the league. Some had very quick stints, and some are, you know, trying to, you know, <laughs> shake off some of the jitters. And you know, I think Mac Jones is he's he's doing fine. Um, I'm glad I'm glad that they, if we're in a rebuilding season and we're not going to make a big run for it, uh, then this is the perfect time for him to get game reps. Mm-hmm. So I think that it was it was a good decision to to uh i guess give them the starter job i know there's a lot of controversy in boston around that but you know i think that it was the right move yeah i mean you're pretty much locked into the second seed in the afc's for the next few years no matter what you do because the jets jets in miami are terrible but the bills are just going to be really good for a while so uh, you gotta make yeah it's kind of like a rebuilding sort of time period for the team as a whole Totally. And it's funny. I mean, this has kind of been the story of the AFC East because it's just been such a trash division for so many years, barring <laughs> one team that just sits on top of it. Yeah. There's one team that starts 6-0. and at the, Like, they look at their season like, all right, just a couple more and, you know, we have a playoff berth. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, it's been like the Patriots going 5-1 and one in that division every year, yeah, um, yeah. Some, sometimes 6-0. and oh, And then that, it's pretty good with that kind of head start. 16-game season, you play six against three teams you know really well and you know you can beat um it's pretty good yeah how do you feel 17th game this season i'm for it i'm glad they got rid of one preseason game i mean as i don't have season tickets but like season ticket holders have been complaining about the preseason for decades they make you pay for two home preseason games with your eight game package so basically 20 percent of the tickets you pay for are preseason games which are like meaningless games where the starters only play like couple minutes so anything to get rid of a preseason game um i'm totally fine with yep i'm cool with that too i mean it's I'm, still I'm even, yeah. yeah i'm fine going to 2 and 18 even i mean the thing is like the starters play in all the regular <laughs> season games. Yeah, well, why, why <laughs> yeah. stop there, right 
Yeah, I understand it's like a lot on the, you know, their bodies and stuff. And I hope they're paid appropriately for the additional, you know, hits that they can, they're going to take and stuff and the, and what they yeah. put on the line. But I mean, as a viewer, it's the more the merrier. Definitely. All right. Um, while we're on the, uh, you, you talk about the Patriots really quick. So I only, this is going to be a very off the cuff episode. I wrote down nothing, but I wrote down two things uh, that I wanted to ask you. And one of them was, you know, you told me you don't follow the Red Sox anymore, but the Red Sox are like six or seven games away from being World Series champs. They have a decent chance. I think they have like a 25% sports book chance. What would 12-year-old Dylan think of your current, of I don't know, 32-year-old Dylan, as far as he doesn't even know the Red Sox are in the playoffs right now, being from Boston? Like, would he just be ashamed of you? How would that conversation go? I think he just would he'd be baffled. He'd be very, very, <laughs> he'd just be very confused. Um, it's like, because I should state if it wasn't clear, Dylan is from Boston or like a suburb of Boston. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah. Let the record show. Um, and so growing up in any, any huge sports city, which are many in the United States, but you know, Boston is very, it's a favorite, uh, you know, it's a pretty intense city in that respect which has only been amplified by the success it's seen during my lifetime. So, you know, declaring it, I've been completely spoiled uh, seeing all of the major teams win, not just one, but multiple championships. And growing up in that environment, I, I think that it, you know, being out of that environment definitely influences this, right? Like I, I don't, I think there's two major factors that have con- contributed to the Delta. And then I'll actually answer the question more explicitly <laughs> than you asked. Number one is I live, you know, thousands of miles away from that time zone. Uh, and number two is that I also don't have, I don't watch like sports center anymore. Really. I just like, I, we've like cut all the we're cable cutters minus a couple streaming services. So I just don't have like even that passive knowledge flowing into me. I have to I have to go and get it in because I find baseball to be an atrociously long season. The only thing that's longer than a baseball season is a single baseball game, and <laughs> and, and like I, I I get the excitement, um, but it's just not, I'm just not captivated by it. And I just don't have that much time or energy to allocate towards that when I have other hobbies and interests, uh, and and so you know I would rather allocate that time elsewhere um, and that energy elsewhere. But now to reflect back on or to project and envision and try not trying to figure out the right way um, to, to state this. Imagine like 12 year old Dylan talking to 32 year old Dylan about the Red Sox. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think, I think it would be, I'd be questioning what, like how could this have happened without just kind of the, there's just so many things about adulthood you don't realize, which is like how much free time you have. And when you're a kid and I just don't have the time for baseball anymore. Um, And yeah, I wish, I wish I had a more, uh, it's a very pragmatic answer and that's that not much more to it, man. So it's a lack of time and just too much success for you. (laughs) Yeah. That's a recipe. That's a recipe. That's a recipe for disaster. If you're asking me. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh that's good you need them to be lovable losers again maybe or all of a sudden have a lot of time back so maybe 
maybe in, in retirement, you'll find solace in watching Red Sox four hour, four and a half hour Red Sox Yankee games on a Tuesday yeah, night. Yeah, I'll, I'll be the guy that I'll be the guy that goes to the, the game with the you know the number two pencil and the pad and just scores the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, we have to stop talking about baseball now because I got a lot of people writing in from the special episode we did this week where we talked about the Giants and Dodgers, the Giants specifically for 15 minutes, only to have yeah. them lose that night so basically to catch everybody up the night before they're out of the playoffs so that's good um (laughs) i think i had only other one other topic really to cover with you we're gonna keep going though we're gonna find things to talk about but the other thing i had i had this crazy thought come to me and i want to ask you a question first to just as a preface to the to, to my to my thought um you won't you won't see the link until i actually say the statement afterwards but first do you think Aaron Rodgers has had a good career? Wow, that is a loaded question. Do I think he's had a good career? I think he has had some of the most impressive individual performances with the least amount of pieces around him. So I think that he has some of the most leverage. If you look at a single player, I think he's had some of the most leverage where that's defined as you know output versus like uh, available available resources. And I think even on down years, he still puts together formidable seasons and can put a team on his back. And he's just exciting to watch. So from a commercial aspect, great player. Uh, He's been in commercials and I don't hate him like I hate Baker Mayfield and State Farm commercials. Um, (laughs) I think also on on the field, incredible performances. And I think he has, you know, he has gotten ring before a ring. He's one, right? Not two. Just one. He does. He has one. And that's kind of what I'm going to get at in a second. But yeah, he does have one very early in his yeah. career, 2001 or 2011, 2010. Sorry. 2010, 2011 yeah. Super Bowl, we're, we're, 2010 we're, season. We're college, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yes. So I do think he's had a extremely successful career because he has won the big game and he puts up ex- like exceptional numbers every year. And I think he's. Uh, yeah. So yes, is is my answer. Okay. So I'm a. I I think he's had a good career too. I think if you were if you were him and you could go back to when you were 21 and have this career again, I think there's more than 50 percent of the time he would have. This isn't this isn't what I'm leading to, but just just as a sidebar, I think if you were to have his career over again, I think one is like the minimum about a Super Bowl as he wins, right? Like 15 years in the NFL at this point to only get the one ring i'm sure it's 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 great it's the ultimate measure of success but the fact that he had to go up in the brady era uh as one thing he had to do right and then two he never really had the perfect team around him um there was always a piece missing here or there so even though he was a great individual player it seemed like if you were just to randomize it and run it run this model a thousand times i think more than 50 percent Exactly. Yeah. If you're do a Monte Carlo, Monte Carlo simulation of his career and do 15 years of Aaron Rodgers, I think he wins two plus most of the time. I think one is like kind of on the low end of what you would have expected with his talent and everything. But you know, you know, who I bet does a lot of Monte Carlos is North Shore. North Shore <laughs> for all your data center and energy needs. All right. There's their spot for Renner and Samson. Perfect, perfect commercial uh, advertisement there. Perfect segment. Yeah. Anyways, here's my here here's here's my crazy crazy thought that I had today. Do you think that in ten years or whatever we're gonna look back 
and be like, wow, Mahomes, he did the same thing as Rodgers. He won when he was 24 years old on the Chiefs, got the ring really early in his career. Rodgers was 26. But remember, Rodgers sat behind Brett Favre for a few years before he get his, got his shots. They both won in like one of their first, like their second or third year as like the starting quarterback. And then now we see the Chiefs. They're like three and three. They're kind of muddling along. They're still good, just like the Packers were always still good. But maybe they'll never achieve the high point of winning the Super Bowl ever again. And in 10 years, we'll be looking at Mahomes the exact same way we looked at Rodgers and be like, wow, those are identical players playing in different in different times. That is an interesting parallel story. I think the, the main thing that uh, so maybe let me, let's let's start by saying, think about Aaron Rodgers' best team and think about some of the people that were there to support him. And like, let's try and like, at least uh, I'm thinking like some of you have like the Randall Cobb in slot. You had, they had like a really good deep threat. I don't even remember who was there, but they had like, not Devontae Adams right now, but I'm saying like, you know, this was, you know, almost like a decade ago. Um, they had a really good, you know, deep threat. And yeah, not to mention they had a decent defense some of those yeah, years. Yeah, Clay Matthews. And, yeah, Clay Matthews. Yeah. And then they, they had some good corners. Um, mm-hmm. like, but but I'm just trying to think because like I look at the Chiefs defense right now and I'm not too impressed. Um he never had, I, I mean, look- as good as Devontae Adams was and stuff, he never had like an Antonio Brown, Calvin Johnson, he never had like Randy Moss, right? Like he never had like the really top-notch receivers and maybe he made a few of those guys like randall cobb look a lot better than they actually were i mean i don't know if you're just trying to bait me to talk about tom brady right now but i'm no no no. talk about my homes talk about my homes you think we could be headed for that same yeah i no, i i'll I'll be i'll be taking a a quick pit stop in in new england (laughs) but i'll make (laughs) make my way back to to arrowhead um which is that yeah i Brady had Randy Moss. He had like Wes Welker, incredible slot receiver, but Gronkowski. Gronkowski. Yeah, I guess Gronkowski. All right. So, yeah, he, he had some exceptional. Pieces. Edelman. Yeah. yeah. Edelman. Yeah. Pretty good, good memories. Good memories. Um, <laughs> but, you know, Mahomes has a lot of firepower too. And didn't they just pick up Josh Gordon? Yeah. Not to say, Mo, I mean, Okay, sure. Mahomes has some. He has Tyreek Hill. He is probably the best receiver in the NFL right now. And you know, sure, Mahomes has more firepower than Rodgers has, but he also has Andy Reid coaching him. When Andy Reid can make a mistake at any point, so I'm not confident that he can get another Super Bowl done under Andy Reid. No, what what I what I think is, I I think the difference between. I think Aaron Rodgers makes out of all three of them. I think Aaron Rodgers makes the fewest mistakes. Um, I think Brady, when put under duress, can can make some. You know, he could try to push the ball a bit. Um, I think Mahomes can overextend a play and either throw a a pick, the random shuffle pass, which we've been seeing a lot more this season. <laughs> yeah. Or, or even a, um, or even just uh, take a, a like a fifteen yard sack that just maybe puts them out of field goal range and then changes the rest of the dynamic of the game. So I think there's, I think like Mahomes makes the most mistakes, but like if I were to rank him in that, so I think we're, 
I would say that Mahomes in that respect is different than Rogers because mm-hmm. I think while you may look at their career and if you just look at top line stats with no context, like perhaps that's the storyline we're reading. But I think what's different is maybe the, and I think that yes, they may achieve it early in their career. And I also wouldn't write Aaron Rodgers out of maybe getting another one. You never know with that guy. Um, yeah. So, no. so I would say that it's different different style of football um and different style of 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 like play creation aaron Rodgers just throws dimes right mm-hmm. patrick Mahomes has a absolute cannon of arm and has incredible mobility but that you know can be a little that that second one can i think can be a dual-edged sword for him so do you think Mahomes wins over or under two and a half super bowls in his career, uh, I'll take I'll take the under. Sorry, Andrew. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and the thing you said about Rodgers winning another Super Bowl it could definitely happen. I mean, we saw Peyton do it uh, late in the on the Broncos. We saw Elway win his last two on the Broncos. Saw Brady, Buccaneers, and what is he forty four when he won that? It's 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 a theme, right? So it's it, it could definitely happen. Yep, I could definitely see it going down. I'd be super interested to see uh, where he makes that happen. If you if it's not in in I, yeah, I, I, Wisconsin. I mean, how many how many years left does he have his contract there? Uh, I think he can go after this year. Yeah, yeah it's been I think. The, yeah. Remember how everyone was like, "Oh, he's going to phone it in all season." Like after that first week, they lost like three to thirty or something. Yeah. Well, he you know he he's a he's a cool customer. He doesn't get yeah. worked up like that. Dude, I, I've been looking at my football team, my fantasy football team, to be clear, this whole uh, this, this whole year. And when you have they a just flag football team or something? Numbers, <laughs> no. do you, do you, you don't have a flag football team? No, no, not in this day and age. But, um, but I've been looking at this, and I've been quoting Aaron Rodgers from, like, from his like, post-game interview, just thinking to myself, like, we're a good football team. And just, you know, we did not show up. And that's <laughs> Seen a lot of those performances, and uh, you know, hoping, uh, hoping. You know, your guy Joe Mixon though, well, he had twenty, he had twenty-one points. The Cowboys got a late pick six touchdown, probably the defensive player of the year right now. Um, Diggs, um, not to be confused with Stefan, the Cowboys. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he's incredible. Look up his stats for the year. Cowboys, Diggs. He was like five picks or something, right? It's incredible, Trevon. Yeah, last uh, he had an interception touchdown this game. Week before against the Giants, he had an interception. Week before that, he had two interceptions. Week before that, he had an interception. Week before that, he had an interception. Week before that, he had an interception. His seven interceptions this year. It's insane. And two touchdowns. He had a, he had a pick six against the Eagles and a pick six against the Patriots. It's 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 crazy. I mean, just lock him in right now for for defensive player of the year through six weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. All right, few games in the NFL to pick next week. You ready to turn this into a sports betting podcast for the next three minutes? I can't wait. My favorite segment. <laughs> All right, and, and afterwards we should do that thing we talked about with the player numbers. That would be fun. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I actually, yeah, I, I haven't done any research since since we talked about it. So this is all going to be off my off the top of my head. 
Me too. All I did is I pulled up the some some CBS Sportsline article about the 100 greatest players from every with every number, but I didn't scroll. I mean, I could scroll down while we guess, but first let's I like do. I, yeah. I like it. Awesome. So first let's do this week's six lines. So Eagles are going to Las Vegas to play the Raiders. Raiders are three and a half point favorites. Who you got? It's a lot of turmoil in uh, in Las Vegas right now. That's what um, Vegas is all about. Chips on the table, yeah. all in. Yeah, out on I, Gruden, in on this new guy. They, they I mean, also good last weekend. I just, I just have to question, you know, front office of uh, the Eagles organization. The the Ertz trade. He, he, you see, he got dished to the Cards. Yeah, they're not. They're not. They don't have any faith. They're going anywhere this year. Yeah, they watched enough Cowboys games. <laughs> yeah, enough. Um, so, yeah, that was. Uh, I think. I think we go. I think we go Raiders. And that's good for Julia Johnston, right? I mean, sorry, Julie Hurst. Yeah. She can. Yeah. Uh, I saw. Swap. I saw that like uh, she plays on the same like soccer team as someone else that's now married to a Cardinals player. It's like Julia oh. and Julia. <laughs> you should change this podcast name to Googling <laughs> football and other things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah julie uh she plays for chicago so that's a little bit better but she was born in uh arizona so it's kind of cool that her no, husband like, is Juilliard's on same team as and then like i saw this the, the tie right, by the way is dylan, dylan and i went to santa clara with, with julie and that's why <laughs> we, we're a big fan of uh her she's also on the u.s national team and she's an incredible soccer player but first yeah, and foremost she's a she's a bronco yeah all right well hold uh, tight listeners I... dylan is <laughs> dylan's finding an article <laughs> it's a good thing this isn't a radio show right dead air and whatnot yeah yeah exactly um let's let's, let's move along let's um let's do a quick update in the uh buffalo bills game which is now underway zero zero Josh Allen is thrown for 43 yards. It's not a bad start. They have the ball on the Tennessee eight, second and six. Uh oh. Oh no. <laughs> I, I'd right. rather. I think I'd rather the any anything through the air, right? Or just not to Zach Moss. Yeah, shovel pass to Zach Moss would be pretty terrible outcome for you. Double points. All right. So yeah, you're taking the you're taking the Raiders. Yeah, Raiders. 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 Lock it in. All right. Second game, Lions, oh, fourth and three. They're kicking a field goal. Okay, <sighs> you lucky dog. Second game, Lions at Rams. Rams are 15-point favorites. That's right, 1-5. Lions at Rams? <laughs> yeah. um, and it, it sounds like the team is, is uh, lost faith in, in Jared Goff. I don't know if you heard the, uh, the coach's comments on him after the game, but I'll loop those in for no. the listeners. But they, uh, they weren't good. He's like, you know – Took a long pause, like probably a four second pause. And I was like, you know what? He has to step up more than he's been stepping up. So it's tough. Yeah. I mean, you know what? I'm going to say it's going to be a Lions loss, but 15 is a lot. Now they've been playing like trash. Take the Rams. Rams. Okay. Rams yeah. and Raiders. Finally, Saints at the Seahawks. The Seahawks, who are Russell Wilson less less russell wilson less without russell wilson 
are starting Geno Smith and they are getting four and a half points. Saints coming to town. Who you got? We'll go Seahawks. Seahawks. I think they have enough to get it done. And I think I think the uh the Saints are just too volatile. Yeah, because of Jameis. Yeah. I haven't watched one Saints game. They just haven't been on at the right like window for me to see anything. But I, uh, so I haven't watched my star running back perform at all. Kamara. I've watched the least amount of football this year that I've watched in years. I just have been, you know, life, as I said, progressively gets busier. If I don't have time for football, I sure as hell don't have time for baseball. I'll tell you yeah, that. Too, too much success. That's, it's just a success problem. Tom Brady won yet another Super Bowl. Yeah, and I won the season last year. I mean, like, I peaked. What else do I do? I don't know. Uh, well, that's it. That's all I had. But you want to do? Okay, let's do this. Let's 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 scroll down the list and let's see if we can name the. Do you want to? You want to give the preview for the listeners, if you don't mind? So yeah. So this was. Uh, I had the fortune of of seeing Matt here in person on Saturday. Uh, great time. Played some beer dye. Always a great time. Always and, a uh, good time. So fun. And a new table out of it. Yeah. Yeah. Congratulations to you and KR and the, the new acquisition. It's um, yours anytime you want to borrow it. Generous man. Um, and so I we were just talking about all the the numbers, just I guess that's you know, specialist positions can declare a new number. And I was thinking like just going through like the 80s of the numbers that people would wear, and I was saying like well, who who's the best player I could think of off the top of my head uh, in really around wideouts? Um, but I think just any skill position in the 80s. So it's going to be mainly offensive, traditionally offensive position, tight ends, wideouts. And and yeah, should we start at uh, 89 and go back, go count down I, to 80? Yeah, definitely. Let's go through 83, 89. Real, real quick, I have a theory on why wide receivers are like so high up and why they weren't given a good number to begin with where running backs are 20s and 30s quarterbacks are zero through 19 i think back in the day they just used to run the ball a lot more and receivers weren't thought of as the skill position players they are now they were i think it was just ranked like you guys get like one of the last numbers out of the box of jerseys because we we're gonna throw like maybe once a game your primary job is to just make blocks on the outside so the play's not coming your way very much (laughs) I mean, extrapolating from your theory, imagine how just slighted you feel as like a defensive end, you know? <laughs> You're like, yeah, I guess you can play. We, we got a few left for you. Yeah. All right, let's do it. Number 80, we start out with, uh, I'm probably going to know like four of these, by the way, but uh, so they'll really uh, show the listeners how much we actually know yeah. football. Yes, yeah, same. I'm going to, there'll be some numbers where I'll be scratching my head. Um, but I think 80, we start with one that we both know, but you want to yeah. go ahead. And- yeah, it's Jerry Rice. Jerry Rice, he's but the greatest like, football player like, of all time until Brady came along. But what's uh what other what other 80s are good out there? Okay. Um I don't know any other 80s. I think no. Yeah, I'm 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 running pretty low on that. We got uh um the second best one it says is like Kellen Winslow. So the pro football hall t- famous three 80s, James Lofton, Kellen Winslow, and Jerry Rice. So Jerry Rice runs away with that. They might as well have retired his number after his career. Uh, I found an article actually that has it up. Steve Largent on Seahawks. Chris Carter. That's a good one. Well, don't go down. Don't go do any other numbers by accident. No, no. This is just this is just eighty. Cool. 
Steve Largent, yep. Um, Irving. Right, this can't this can't be like a seventy five minute segment. We got to make a little progress here. Oh yeah, pretty one. Jerry Rice wins eighty. If if we, how about if there's like a battle for the top, we we, we do some more research. But oh, I feel okay. like Jer- Jerry Rice like wrapped up that category before we even said his name. Agreed. Okay, eighty-one. Any guesses? I came up with one. I, in my head. I can only think of one, which is not even his core number. Like, so Randy Moss is going to be eighty-four for me, but eighty-one is what he wore in the Patriots, and that's when he had um, his iconic season. So uh, he had like 18 touchdowns or something. I know Brady had 50 touchdowns. Yeah. Right. Um, so I remembered, I think, with the greatest show on turf, I think Tory Holt was 81. That was the only one I could come up with. Okay. Yeah. That was my that was my best guess. But all right, I'm gonna scroll down. You ready? Yeah. Okay. Dick Night Train Lane <laughs> played for the Rams, Cardinals, and Lions. <laughs> Pro, Hall, Pro Football Hall of Famer, seven-time Pro Bowler. Also considered Terrell Owens, Calvin Johnson, Torrey Holt, and Doug Atkins. Nice. Yeah. Well, so Terrell Owens, though. Yeah, Terrell Owens. That, that's one I could have got. The rest I probably would not have been able to get. So Megatron was 81? That's right, yeah. I think so. No? Was yeah, he other teams. Is that what it says? It says Calvin Johnson. And yeah, then what the record show. Wow, why did I think he was something else? Yeah, 81. Wow, okay. All right. I wonder, I'm, I'm I wonder giving, why I'm he's not. Cal- I'm giving it to Calvin Johnson. Yeah, I give it to Calvin Johnson, too. I don't know who Dick Lane is, but I don't think he was better than Calvin Johnson. No offense, Dick. Yeah. 82? Right. 82. I got nothing. I got nothing, dude. Okay. Let's scroll. Oh, this page is unresponsive. There we go. Barry Raymond Barry for the Baltimore Colts. Barry was one of Johnny Unitas's receivers. Um, and on the list of the all-time greatest passing combos in NFL history. So there you go. Little football history for the folks at home. Perfect. 83. I mean, I'm biased in saying like, I guess Wes Walker, just an easy one off the top of my head, but I wouldn't say that he's a, a best in history. It's just the first that comes to mind for me. Yeah. So they have Ted. Hendricks, also considered Wes Welker and Andre Reed. So I'll give that one to Wes Welker. Yeah, sounds good to me. Eighty-four, <laughs> yeah. I think we're pretty good on. A little eighty-four, Randy Moss. Yeah, to the listeners at home, also considered Antonio Brown. Eh, got a Super Bowl last year with uh, Tom Brady. I think he got one with Roethlisberger too, right? Or am I making that up? The no. Triple Bs. No. So yeah. Okay. Eighty-five. Uh, Antonio Gates, tight end. Oh, that's a good one. I was going to say Chad Ochocinco, but I don't think he's <laughs> going to be the greatest. <laughs> God, it's so literal. How did I so miss literal. it? <laughs> um, and we said I didn't ask, you know, what number was Ochocinco, right? <laughs> yeah. um, Antonio Gates and Chad Ochocinco were honorable mentions. The article I'm reading from USA Today, the Take it as you will. Uh, it says that Jack Youngblood was the best on the Los Angeles Rams the first time they were in Los Angeles. Yeah. Everyone loves a good boomerang story. Youngblood played with a fractured left fibula during the playoffs as the Rams reached Super Bowl 14. Good for Youngblood. Yeah. Nice. All right. 86 through 89. 
Let's start off. 86. You got anybody? Empty. Who was that guy that uh, went to jail on your team? Was it was he 86? He didn't play no. enough years. No, he was 81. 81, okay. Are you talking about like the, the other tight end? What's... Yeah. I don't even know his name. It's okay. There's a lot of documentaries if people want to look him up. Um, okay, I had to scroll down. I didn't have anybody, but it was Aaron, Aaron something, right? So in the consideration, but not the winner was Heinz Ward, which we probably could have gotten. The number one best 86 is Buck Buchanan, Kansas City Chiefs, Super Bowl champion, pro football hall of famer. Oh, he was a defender who wore 86. I mean, you know, we said what are the best 80s. So I think that counts. I think, yeah, we didn't ever specify it had to be wide receivers. I, I said it usually, usually is that, but I think I think it's in the clear. There you go. All right, 87. Your man, right? You got to go. Yeah, for me, it's got to be Gronk. Rob Gronkowski. All right. It's number one on this list as well. Honorable mention, Willie Davis. Gronkowski is a three-time Super Bowl champion, five-time pro bowler. A strong case can be made that Gronk is the best tight end in NFL history. We're taking that away from Antonio Gates? I think so. I think so. Yeah. Just because of the connection, the uh, connection with Brady and the uh, the Super Bowls, and yeah, it's yeah, I mean, it's hard. You, you can put up great numbers, but you know he has the numbers and the storylines, and just like also so dependable. Just a uh, eighty-eight. Oh, let's move on to eighty-eight. Yep, um, Michael Irvin. Yeah, he was eighty-eight. Yep, and then I was also thinking, I have. I, for some reason, I always think of like small receivers with 88 and 89. I don't know why. But, I know um, like, my, my, my 89 is Steve Smith. Right. Oh, that's a good one. Okay. Let's go down for 88. Honorable mentions include Tony Gonzalez, Lynn Swan, and then they're giving the number one to Alan Page of the Vikings and the Bears, Hall of Famer, two-time NFL Defensive Player of the Year. So another defensive player makes the, makes the list. Incredible. You love to see it. You love to see it. Buck Buchanan and Alan Page coming in at 86 and 88. I like it. Uh, okay. And finally, 89. Steve Smith's the only one that came to my mind. Um, Mari Cooper. Michael Crabtree wasn't one of the <laughs> Not all-time grades. That <laughs> <laughs> was like a... Um, uh, what are they saying? Survey said... Survey says Mike Ditka. <laughs> you may know him as as the coach of the Bears, but he also won the 1963 NFL Championship with the Bears, Super Bowl six with the Cowboys, and then coached the Bears to victory in Super Bowl twenty. Now, are they giving him credit for coaching? Because I don't think he was wearing eighty nine while he was coaching. I honestly think they're folding, you know, his, his body of work into a single number, and you know, big contributions. Now, that's fine if they want to say that, that they're doing that. But I will point out that in, in basketball, it's your full body of work, like college, NBA, if you went and played any European league or anywhere else, Australia, uh, it all counts. But in the NFL, the Football Hall of Fame is only supposed to be for the NFL. So really? I, gonna... I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. So, so it's, uh, it's not going to turn out very well for Tim Tebow. 
unfortunately. No, no. When no, he's no. up, when he comes to. Yeah. <laughs> that was fun. Yeah, it's good. I uh, I think uh, we covered a lot of ground. In some places, we lingered. Other places, you know, we made it through at an appropriate time, and hopefully, the listeners enjoy. Um, any uh, updates in our matchup? We should check before we yeah, go. The listeners will hear this the day after our matchup ends, so I'll be able, I'll, I'll make sure to post it in the uh, the show notes. But see, we're looking kind of, at your projection has gone up, but that typically happens with that the defense you know, doesn't predict like oh we'll give you ten and then we don't know how to handle that like don't you they should if just the, stick with that uh, with the projected values that they put in there. Yeah, so as soon as the game starts, they give you 10 for the defense. And then they projected that the defense is going to score four. So that's like one per quarter. So then when they give you the 10, then they also think, oh, they're going to get four more as well. It's like, no, that's not how it works. It's going to go down, not up. Yeah, it's going to be really close, very close. If you back out that 10 and add back in the projection, I think I projected to win by one. So with three quarters left in our in our week, it's knotted up as close as it could be. Yeah, there there wasn't much more. I mean, I, th- I think we both, you know, points left on the bench were just, it was like really just like one sub each, which would have been, you know, I feel like our our our, uh, our lineup selection was decent where we only each had like one. Um, yeah, I, I should have started AJ Green. I, I mean, I probably started the right person with um, the Giants receiver, Tooney, Tony, mm-hmm. but like he caught this first three catches of the game for 36 yards on the first drive and then turn an ankle in the first quarter. So, I mean, who knows yeah, what it have been, but. But Kareem Hunt got injured too. So that also kind yeah. of stifled my, uh, my day. Yeah. I hope but, he's not out for too long. They don't have Chubb right now either. Yeah. Well, if, if you have any Browns receivers that, that bodes well for you, I guess. Yeah. Except that uh, Baker Mayfield's also hurt. So I don't know if anything on the Browns is going to be good for a couple of weeks. So anyways, this was fun. Great time, yeah. man. Yeah, and twice in a couple days. Good stuff. Yeah, and I'm sure we'll be having this conversation again come playoff time in our league. So be- I, I appreciate that. I, I hope so, and I look forward to seeing you there. All right. Take care, Dylan. Well, cool. see you, man.